0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bloom Pod. I'm your host, Lauren Taylor, and I'm so excited to encourage the heck out of you over the next 60-ish minutes. We're having conversations that will ignite your spark and challenge you to embrace your real. We're breaking down barriers and encouraging you to embrace the incredible queen you are. Basically, we're having a giant slumber party and you're gonna leave feeling inspired, encouraged to step into your power. So turn up the volume and get ready to bloom with us. TikTok coach and strategist Skylar Garcia is on the Bloom pod. She has launched a course all about making content smarter, not harder, foolproof TikTok strategy, creating unlimited content and growing your platform. The mentor we all need and social media expert extraordinaire with over six years of experience in social media marketing, reminding us that we can do anything we set our minds to. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lauren, how are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for being on the Bloom Pod today. I'm so excited. I cannot wait.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, you are truly. I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it. Like I think the way in which you approach social media, marketing, TikTok, content creation, you do it in such an authentic, real way where I think it just drives just so much confidence, I'm sure, in your clients and it's me as one of your clients. Like I just think it's absolutely brilliant. So I just had to give you kudos for that.
1: Thank you. Authenticity is so important. So I'm glad that I am also representative of that because I feel like it is so important within anybody's content just to be authentic to yourself.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. And so where did you start in your social media marketing journey? Because I mean, you've been in this for over six years. So can you, can we rewind, go back and how did you get started? (laughs)
1: Yeah. So the six years aspect is I just had graduated high school at the time and I approached like a couple companies right off the bat and asked if I could run their social media, like for like 15, 20 bucks an hour. I was like, Hey, like, and like, it didn't take me that much. I mean an hour with social media, like it really didn't take me that long. Cause I was always been like savvy with, you know, like graphic design and stuff. And so I just wanted to help. I just wanted to do something creative. I've always been like a structured creative, I would say like, I can't just like, think of a random idea and make it come to life. But I definitely like with structure in a business, I can make things come to life and look pretty. I don't know where that confidence came from. But I approached some people asked if I could manage their socials. They said yes. And that was like kind of my intro experience to now running, you know, people's social media accounts. Um, I used to want to be a video editor. I knew that since I was like 12 years old. People were like, didn't know what they wanted to do. I'm like, I want to work in video. I want to work in video. I want to do commercials. I wanted to work with people like Apple and like the cool commercial kind of companies and not just like your basic commercials, like Google and like stuff like that. So I did want to go to school for it. But when I fell in love with social media and then also, You know, video and editing, I was like, okay, TikTok, or when TikTok came out and I'd already been doing Instagram for four years by then, I was like, this is my bread and butter, like short form content, like commercials, basically, you know? And then with my social media marketing experience, it was the perfect storm. And so, I took it by the, you know, I took it by the handles and I just decided to go for it. And, you know, all my strategies were proven true once I kind of did my marketing experience and then social media, because I feel like it's so different, like social media and then marketing together. And I mean, now I've been able to help clients grow their socials authentically with their personalities, with their products, with their services. And it's just been a fun ride. (laughs)
0: Sky, I love how you say it so casually. You
1: know, at twelve years old, like I
0: just wanted to get into like video and Apple and go like girl,
1: what? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so my my dad, like, you know, nobody really knows this. My dad's a producer. So he's done commercials. He worked. He did like infomercials. So like the, the nighttime infomercials, like nothing like super Whoa. crazy, but you know, he did that. And I have lo- always looked up to him and his drive. And like now I don't know if I can say a company he works for, but he works for a company. And I just see like the creativity that he's able to produce. And the fact that I have been able to like see him do it. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take this, but I'm not going to go the scale of commercials. I'm going to do it on (laughs) online where I can do this in my room instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: I love that. You really have been a trailblazer. I I see you pop up on my TikTok all the time and and the algorithm (laughs) and just sharing all of your wonderful content and and your how-tos. As you really dug your heels into TikTok and TikTok strategy, can you take us through how you developed those strategies? Because I, I feel like you definitely applied it to your own self as well too for like proof of concept and everything, but can you take us through that process?
1: Yeah. So developing a strategy for right off the bat, it was kind of difficult to, uh, to figure out what it was because TikTok Two and a half years ago, anything you could post go went viral, right? Like, and anybody would follow anybody. It was kind of just a free-for-all at that point. So it was difficult to convince people to get on the platform in the beginning because they were like, there's no reasoning behind this algorithm. Like, and I was like, yeah, there's not. But like there's also the reasoning and the quality of people that you're getting. So that's kind of what I leaned into is trying not only to go viral, trying not only to get new eyes on you, but trying to get the quality of people that you're looking for that would want to be potential clients that you would want to be buying your product, that would be return customers or as an influencer that would support you no matter what content that you make. I think when developing a strategy, it was one, I think, we, as we've been talking about since the beginning is being authentic and really like trying to ask yourself, like, what do you want to be known for? What are the things that you enjoy making content about not just what people like to consume, but do you enjoy making content about and just tweaking those things then with strategy with the basics of like readability, like storytelling hooks, you know, call to actions. And so I think that's like where people get tripped up with strategy. Like it's all about that. I'm like, no, it's first about what you want to create and then it's like adapting strategy into that. Right? So I think the strategy, you know, is really just trying to make things easy for people to digest consistently or interesting for people to digest. Right. It's like one or the other between those two. So it's constantly the same things. And I think those stay pretty consistent. So when I say like foolproof strategies and stuff, that's what it is. It's like strategy doesn't change much. Like maybe you're doing a seven second video versus a two minute video, but still the concept stays the same of like either it's interesting to somebody or somebody's gaining value out of it. And your account still flourishes if you adapt those strategies, no matter what the algorithm is favoring, whatever is happening with the platform. Right.
0: What has been one of the number one fears that you've seen in your clients when posting on TikTok, on Instagram, (laughs) and showing up and everything? What advice have you shared in tackling that fear?
1: There's two, so they're pretty tied. The first one is like people seeing their content, like that they know in their in their real life. I think that came, I that's not like an expertise kind of thing. It came with just like, not even confidence, but just doing rather than thinking, right? So, I mean, I had that fear in the beginning too. I was your shy person in high school. I really didn't talk. Like, you know, I did sports, but like I didn't talk to anybody really. And so when I came out on TikTok, you're like, what is happening? <laughs> like, who is he? So, like, and I kind of tell people that I'm like, nobody expected this from me. And I was like, and also those people that like are judging don't matter. If they don't support me, well, they don't need to be in my life, you know? And I know that's pretty harsh, but like, I mean, it's all reality, you know, like if you're, this is your dream and your passion, like people should support you or at least just cheer you on, you know? So, um, that's the first one. It's really just trying to like, not, I mean, you can't really see who sees your videos. Right. I know there's like new updates where you can, I tell them to turn that off. If they have those on, like, don't look at who looks at your videos, who cares? And then second of all, I think it's just the fear of failure. You know, like I think you see so many people try to be on these platforms and not succeed. And you hear the success stories and you hear the failure stories, but you never hear the in-between of people who are like making good money off of it. And they're happy. They weren't like this huge, ginormous success that you would consider. But there are a lot of people in that middle. Right. And so I think it's really just trying to reach that and setting milestones. And I tell them like failure isn't just, you know, failure isn't 200 views, like failure isn't. Failure, you consider or you kind of develop your idea of failure. And I have to switch that with people in my coaching. You know, like if you made 30 pieces of content, that's a win. If you're if you're seeing it as a failure just because none of them reached over 30,000 views or 10,000 views, that's on you. We need to shift your mindset, right? So it's like, not only am I a strategist here, but I feel like I have to, you know, like also work with the confidence and the mindset tips, because if you are discouraged about your content not performing, it's going to show in your next pieces of content. Like I know people don't think it does. But when we're talking about being authentic, like you can tell them people care versus don't care or just like over it and they're just creating to create, you know, like all of that matters and people can sense that from a mile away. So it's really just shifting people's mindset with either if they're nervous about people seeing their content that they know in real life and or if they're scared of failing
0: how did you personally get to that mindset right of building your inner confidence and really having the mindset of just to i don't want to say not just to not care what people think but i just think like posting and i kind of call it posting and like letting it go like it's out you posted it you're proud of it let it go move on to the next so how did you build that within yourself
1: I think it's about being proud of the content that you are posting like when you're making it, you know, and stuff. And to understand that, feeling cringy isn't a bad thing. You're going to feel cringy at first. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel like, and not that it's it's in, there's a difference between cringy and inauthentic, right? Like if you don't feel like yourself, that's something that there's something wrong, but cringy is just like, this is something different, something that you do not usually put yourself out there to do, but you're pushing yourself. It's getting outside your comfort zone. Right. So I think it really was just kind of getting past that, the cringy aspect. Mm -hmm. And once that was done, I mean, then content was fun. I loved it. I loved what I was editing. Basically, what I tell people is you should be able to watch your content back and laugh at it. You should like if you're if you think it's funny, you should be able to watch it back and you should learn something or feel like you would learn something if you didn't already know what you just taught. You would feel like you're on FaceTime with yourself, right? Like there's just like you should enjoy your own content. Otherwise, like how are other people going to enjoy it? Right. If you don't feel that, too. So I think it's really just trying to find that balance of yes, strategy, but also enjoying your own content, because that comes confidence. If you like your own content, like you're going to be excited that 200 people saw it, if 200 people saw it, if 400 people saw it, and obviously the numbers go on and on. So I really think it's just being happy and being passionate about what you're creating rather than just doing it for a money grab for to talk to people, like to meet people, to go to events. Like if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you're going to find that, that rocky place where you can't figure it out. Right
0: funny enough, I love, I love watching my content back. I will watch my stories over and over again. I will watch my TikToks over and over again. I love it.
1: i'm like be obsessed with yourself be obsessed with your content like i i do it too like i mean i watch it over for the purposes of making sure it makes sense yes but i'm also like that's a good video like good job you know like like that's what you should be feeling every time you know like that's i mean people feel like it's it is like oh i'm being cocky if i do that or i'm being like self-centered i'm like no you're just you need to be your own your best supporter your own cheerleader other people around can cheer you on too but you need to be with it within yourself too Yes.
0: We need to be our own hype people, (laughs) women, all, all, all the things. Yes. I really love that you, you know, have, have tackled these things in terms of just content creation, the how tos, education, because, and I know for me and my content, I have often, often gotten stuck about what do I post and what does it mean in terms of like, who am I in terms of like, what I want to share, what do I want to be seen or what parts of me do I want to be seen and share with the world and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so How do you help, or I guess, what is your advice in identifying that, right? Because I mean, I think as we show up online, like there's some people, they just share all parts of themselves, which again, (laughs) amazing. Some people just share different parts, but how do we identify that? And then how do we niche on that? Because I do believe we are our our own niche. So Mm -hmm. how do we identify it? And then how do we niche that in, in creating that content?
1: Yeah. So I think the first initial, if somebody really has no idea, they just know they want to be on social media and they don't know what to share, what they want to share. It's, you know, asking obviously the questions, what do you want to be known for? If that still doesn't help is like, what pieces of your life do you feel comfortable creating content on, you know? Right. So if somebody like, Mm works a nine to five, let's say they have children, they work out consistently, they buy clothes a lot. Those can be your four content pillars if you wanted it to be. And then you can allow your audience to kind of decide what they like a little bit more. And not to say you can't create content on the others, but you almost like test those four concepts out or those four topics in your life out. And then you decide after like 30 to 60 days what performed best, right? So you try out different formats during that time. So if you're like fitness, so you can be like, challenging yourself or like challenging myself to, I'm, I was thinking about this because I'm trying to do this is like 10,000 steps a day, you know, like, and you can take people all along with your journey, you know, like, and you, I'm sure you've seen people do like the six to the six to eight before the nine to five, you know, if like you're working a job, like if they wake up at 6am, you know, like taking them along that journey, if you want to, if you have children doing like mom related things, you know, so there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. But I think it's really trying out those different things in the beginning, because I don't know if you've ever felt this in life, but like where you really think you're gonna do something and you love it and you don't, and it's like almost upsetting, you know? But like, that's kind of what it is here. You're kind of testing out the waters with each because you might think you love creating fitness content or you're gonna love it because it's such a big portion of your life and you may hate it and that's okay you know like it's really okay because that, but you need to test things out in the beginning cuz the last thing you want to do is test that out when you do have an audience and then they're attached to it and you're like oh crap mm. i don't really like this anymore <laughs> yeah so like, so i really think it's testing out the things in the beginning what you know obviously different portions of your life start to develop and there might be things popping up that you want to share but it's really just identifying content pillars first sometimes people like to do it backwards and not cuz that's more people i would say influencers when it comes to people who find a niche immediately it's usually service providers because there's only certain things that they can create on or not certain things, but like, it's pretty structured on what the goal is when they get to a platform, right. Or a product-based business. But when it, yeah, when it comes to the influencers, I feel like people get have a really hard time like starting. And so I say, okay, four, give me four parts of your life or four, um, I guess you could say missions that you kind of want to do. Is it like vulnerability, you know, is it relationships, you know, like all these four different parts. And then I'm like, okay, well, now let's decide what content we make off of that, right? Or like, let's go look those things up on TikTok, see the formats of content that people are following and how can you represent that and make it your own, you know? So that really becomes that. And I think when it comes to now, if you're following that line of an influencer, if you're developing a niche, like I said, I think your audience kind of decides that for you. And then you decided after those days of like, one, what what did I like creating the most? What do I feel most passionate about? What do I feel like is easy to create? That's another thing that's so overlooked is like, if you want to create volume of content for your audience, which people want volume, especially when they follow their biggest influencers, they love, they want to see more, 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 more. So what can you can, you know, create in volume and that you like to create and what is your audience responding to? And that kind of puts your niche in in there for you, right? And to say that you can't trickle in those other content pillars, you absolutely can, but that can be your niche. And like, yes, at the end of the day, you are your niche but you have certain themes of your account or certain topics of your account that stay consistent that allow people to feel like they're coming back to a TV show, right? Like if all of a sudden new girl or friends, like just all put different characters in the, in there, you'd be like, what the heck, you know, like who's, you know, who's this? And they didn't introduce it. They'd be like, what's going on here? You know? So the, you know, you have to think about how to have a TV show, like Is every episode the same? No. You know, like, but is there a theme? And like, are there similar things that happen, like relationships that continue on throughout, you know, that keep us attached? Absolutely. You know, like that's the same with social media. People follow that same. I mean, honestly, social media is a lot of our TV now. So it follows that same structure a lot of the times, right? Wow. I
0: want to talk about probably one of the things that we all struggle with so badly. I know that I do. And that's consistency. Consistency and I have a love-hate relationship. And so (laughs) I would love for you to share, is there any advice, process, strategic ways of (laughs) (laughs) being more consistent, especially in creating content and showing up and sharing?
1: I think mindset is going to be a huge thing here. Treat it like a job, you know, and it's not, I don't want it to feel like a job where you have to do something, you know, like I don't want it to feel like a dreading job, a job you love, okay? Like there's jobs out there where people like them, okay? So I want it to feel like a job that you love and I want you to make it non-negotiable. Like, you know, whether like the content is mediocre that day maybe because you didn't feel like, you're like, Oh, that's okay. Compared to the other ones, post it because honestly, it's about building habits. And I I just made a video about that. And I think it was like things you should do in December. And I was like, you should post consistently because it's not really about the content that you post in these first 30 to 60 days, or this first portion of like, you being consistent that you're trying to reach it's about the habit because once you're, before you know it, you're going to be like, Oh shoot, I need a post before it's the end of the day. And then it's like, doesn't seem like you're dreading it anymore. It's like, Oh, okay. Like this is something I get to do instead of like, I have to do. Right. And, It's really also just about, I think people have trouble with consistency when they're not seeing the results that they want and you need to just like put numbers aside. I know it's so hard. I wish there was a way to hide views and like hide all this because that is the (laughs) biggest hump that I have to get over everybody is like, this isn't performing. I'm like, it is okay. Like not every post is going to perform. Not every one of my posts perform and I'm a strategist. Like, and not every post, I don't want every post to perform, you know, like that's not the goal. Sometimes I want to create things for just me and that's okay. Like I can Mm. put that out there. But, you know, with that being said, I really think consistency is setting reminders, right? Like it is not only mindset, but set reminders for yourself, however you work, whether that be a calendar thing that, you know, reminds you, whether that be the actual reminders app on your iPhone, whether that be a to-do list and it's on your to-do list every single day, just try to set those reminders. And, you know, consistency is also built off like kind of like mid or low level production videos, because you don't want to always be creating high production or high produced videos, just because that's going to take a lot of like, brain power, a lot of filming. And so that's when also people lose consistencies, because it's not possible because of the way that they're producing their content. So it's really having a mixture of those three of like high, low and medium for produce, like produced styled videos, so that you can actually push out content consistently. It's not only about mindset, but how much like time do you actually have in the day to edit these videos, produce these videos, etc. So I think it's first mindset. It's non-negotiable. Like I have to do this every single day. Also setting a series for yourself. Amazing idea, like a 30 day, like, you know, let's say you're a fashion influencer and you're like 30 days of, uh, winter outfits day one, like, then, then you're like, you're tied to this. It's almost like a contract. Yes. You're like, I signed in. All right. I need to clock in today. So maybe doing something like that, you know, like whatever it takes your mind to be like, oh, I have to create this today. Like then do it. I need you to do it. Right. And then second, setting those reminders. If you need them, if you need that, like little extra, if you actually just forget, you know, and it's like the day's over, set a reminder two to three times a day, Don't like post, remember, don't forget to post. And it's like last chance, like post your TikTok. And then, you know, obviously being organized with content ideas is always the goal. And then your low, mid and high level produced videos. So you can actually push out content consistently just as a creator.
0: I should have said before this episode, take notes. Take notes
1: (laughs) from everything that Sky is saying right
0: now. (laughs) Grab a pen and paper right now. (laughs) I want to speak about performance and success because as you mentioned we can be so impatient in terms of this video is not performing it's not getting enough views engagement how as we do the 30 60 90 day strategy of our content what are some healthy ways of looking, At defining success for us in those videos so that we don't get halted by, oh, this didn't hit a thousand views or or whatever. So what are some healthy ways or just a different perspective of how we can look at how to measure the success of our content?
1: Yeah. So I think a gradual increase, you know, obviously is the goal. So let's just say on average, a lot of people start at the view of like the 200 to 500 mark. It's like month two, let's shoot for, you know, 500 to 1000, like really just don't try to jump to, the tens, the twenties, the thirties, the hundred thousands, like you might have some videos hit there here and there, but also just because one video went viral doesn't mean your whole account goes viral. It doesn't mean that every other video after that's going to go viral. So really look at the consistency of your account instead and just steady follower growth, right? So like you should be continuously building a community. So on your analytics, I believe, yeah, you can look at like your follower growth. I think it is from like 30, 60, 90 days, or you can set a date range. Look at that, right? Like that should tell you your community is growing and it may seem to you like it's growing at the snail's pace, but when it comes to like you looking at the 90 day, if you're going up, you're, you're succeeding, right? Like you're, you're growing a community. They're understanding you. They're seeing a piece of content. They're hitting that follow button, which is a hard thing to do. You know, people underestimate that. They're like, I should get more followers. I'm like, well, why, you know, like what's the value. And so like, it is hard to get somebody to actually click that button and want to continuously see your content. You know, like if we look at the average amount that people follow, I don't know about TikTok, but I know for Instagram example, it's like anywhere from like 200 to like 400, you know, people that people follow. That's not a lot of people. And the fact that you get to be chosen out of one of those people is I mean that's amazing and so really trying to think of it like that like you're one of the chosen ones from this person's you know this person's following list you know and i think it is higher on tiktok people typically fall a little bit more on tiktok but still so i think you know steady follower growth consistent views like going up you know every every month and i think also analyzing your content in a healthy way of like why did something work and can i really take a step back from the emotion behind this content and think of why. Was it the fact that I was talking the whole entire time? Was it the fact that there was a good mix of music and talking? Was it the fact that there was a good hook in the beginning of this video? Um, I I did a really good storytelling, really trying to look at it just from the basics because that's gonna tell you how to create your next piece of content that performs well. And so then you have control over what performs and what doesn't, right? So it's like, if you know this format for you that performs, you have control over the algorithm at that point. You know, you're like, okay, well, and again, the algorithm is your audience at the end of the day. Like, you know what your audience likes and you're like, oh, I think it's time for a video that's gonna perform a little bit better. And you like, toss it out there, you know? And you know, like, <laughs> I, I know if I post a tutorial, it's gonna work, you know? Like, I know that yes. my structure, I follow that same format. There's there's no doubt, you know, like, but do I post them every day? No, like, that's not something I wanna create every day. But like, if I wanted to, I can. And that's kind of what I want people to get with like creative. And I saw I think Libby Christensen, I don't know if you know who she is. She's like an influencer for Gymshark. And I saw her comment on a video once and she was like, she's like the way that people think that like, I don't know what videos are going to pop off. I'm like, yeah, like the the good creators do, you know, once they find their formats, they're like, I'm a hit post, I know I'm going to get a lot of comments on this one, you know, like, I know what's going to work. So it's really trying to gain that control back and try to like from the algorithm because people get so overwhelmed with like the algorithm has control the algorithm has control I'm like you have control you know like you just have to recreate those time and time again and see if it works again and see what works and really test things and just remember that not every one of your followers is going to see every single piece of content that you post you know so like if you're testing things and having fun and trying different formats to do it. I posted the same video three times different ways to see what worked better. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Nobody said anything. I think forget so, like, that. Yeah. yeah. So it's really trying those things. And I think that's also a healthy way to like, see what's working. You know, if you're like, okay, like, I think I understand, like, maybe you don't have like a strategist with you or somebody who specializes in social media, but you're trying to do this on your own is like, okay, well, I think this is working, so I'm going to try it three different ways and I'm going to see if it does. And then your your concept's proven or not proven. And then you actually have this test behind it so then you can continuously do it, right? And so it's like really doing those things and not just trying to create content just to create content, but to create content with the intention of growing a community and making this a full-time job if that's the goal, right? Yes dropping magic
0: bombs. I love it. (laughs) One thing that I know that I've been guilty of in the past, which I try not to do it anymore, but deleting videos and posts or archiving videos (laughs) and posts. Can you share how not to do that or just give us more insight (laughs) into why that probably isn't the best idea?
1: (laughs) As long as it's not sparking like hate or like controversy that you didn't want to start or anything don't delete it. You know, like there's really no, there's no point. Also, I've had videos pop off and I know you, I know everybody's heard this. So I'm just going to tell you that firsthand from somebody who's had clients, students, it's happened to me. I've had a video pop off like three weeks after I posted it. And it only, just remember, it only takes one person sharing it that like has an audience similar to yours or like how, because algorithm knows everything about like our, our keystrokes that we do, like what we swipe past, how long we spend. So if somebody like I don't know, that has a good amount of following and has like credibility on this platform to the algorithm, if they share it with somebody, then that's gonna tell the algorithm, push this out now, you know, like, and so with that being said, or maybe it's even shared to the right person, and it keeps getting shared and shared and shared and shared there, your video is popping off now, but you don't have the opportunity for that if you delete it, right? And so And also it gives you people binging content to go through too, right? Like, I I mean, I just did this this morning. I saw a piece of content from somebody I do follow and I'm like, oh, I haven't checked up on her in a while. Like, I wonder, like what her content's about and i was able to binge all of it and i was like having a fun time and like yeah i know i'm just one view out of all these people but i had a good experience on her account because i had multiple videos to look through right and not just the good performing ones even the ones that weren't as great performing and i liked those ones personally as a follower of hers you know and so it's really just like trying to think of it in the perspective of it's about your audience. It's not about you. Like let go of the ego because it's all about ego when it comes to that. But like this didn't get views or like, I don't like how this turned out. It's like you liked it at the time enough to post it. So like it should be good (laughs) enough now. And if you, and if it was two months ago and it looks like crap, well, you improved. And now you can see that from the, I've seen people like that where I'm like, wow, this is the content they were creating two months ago. They've improved a lot. And like, I see it as a win for them, not as like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. You know, like I'm like, wow, this creator is like really developed. Right. So Again, it's about your audience. It's not about you at that point. Just let go of the ego. Like nobody's looking at how many views your videos got. Like nobody. Again, nobody cares. (laughs) Like they're they just like if they like the content, they like the content. They don't care how many views it got. You know. Yes,
0: burning that in our brains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For you personally, or even just with your clients, which platform do you find? that you love more? Is it TikTok? Is it Instagram? Which one? I know it's kind of like the battle royale with <laughs>
1: kind of going out and post, but
0: which one yeah. do you love more?
1: Um, I love TikTok. I think it's, it's newer. It's video. I mean, it's very video heavy. I've, I've a love hate relationship with Instagram. I've been with Instagram for so long, obviously. That's where I ran accounts before I did on TikTok, but Honestly, Instagram you can get away with like repurposing your videos from TikTok in like a strategic way and, like still grow on Instagram, where I don't feel like you can do vice versa. Like I don't feel like you can do videos on Instagram and then repurpose them to TikTok and grow. So I mean, if you're really trying to focus on strategy, like TikTok's the TikTok's the big one that you want to really focus on first. It's a little bit harder and that's okay. But like once you develop that strategy and you get an audience there, it's a lot easier to grow your Instagram. I promise. Um, But personally, just like even consuming, like I don't really scroll through the reels tab. Like I do because I post reels and I'm like, what's going on here? I need to know like, as be like helping people with this and stuff. But I don't do it for leisurely. Like I don't find a lot of stuff that I really like. Like it just seems it's still to my this day. And I don't know if you feel the same way. It still feels like it's a little too perfect. Like, I mean, I look at videos there. They are very edited, which is fine. I love editing. I'm all for it. You know, like but they're just not the same. Like I go to TikTok and I'm like, oh, like I could spend hours on there. I go to Instagram, I'm like, okay, I've had enough after like, you know, 10 minutes. I'm like, enough of this. But yeah, it's a little too perfect still where I think TikTok, you have a good amount of like perfect to like absolutely just chaotic. You know, you have a lot of the different, a different realm there. I don't feel like I ever see chaotic on Instagram. It's like, oh, it's picture perfect. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I could not agree more love like i love tiktok too and i i will scroll and scroll but because you there's so much diversity and variations and just you i feel like you really see people and you really see their personalities come through and there's just so much amazing content for everyone and as you said with instagram it still feels sometimes Pinteresty, like, to me. Like, if I were to, like, look at, like, Pinterest and, like, the yeah. perfect pictures and, like, yeah, it's just not.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it almost, you know, it still is that, like, kind of making me feel bad that, like, I don't, you know, like, where I'm, yeah. like, oh, like, my life doesn't look like that or, like, my office yes. doesn't look like that. And I'm, like... I catch myself feeling bad at times and I'm like, yeah, I got to get out of here. Like, I need to go back to reality. Reality's TikTok for me. I'm like, I need to get back in touch with reality. Um, Yeah. Or I feel like story. I do like stories on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I do like stories, stories. but that's only the, the good thing that comes out of it for me. I post there because... I know that like people need to learn about TikTok that are on Instagram because TikTok seems super scary for people that are on Instagram because it's so comfortable, but that's really all there is. I'm not, I'm not on there to scroll. It's just not my thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think I had even shared on my Instagram stories. And I think I had said if Instagram really leaned in on Instagram stories and like kind of made that like the main thing. Oh my gosh. I just think that should be like the move. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean that's where people like make really like even if the service providers they make sales in their stories, they build connections in their yes. stories. Like and I've even said this, like, and I've told people this, I'm like, if you're going to repurpose content from Instagram to TikTok, repurpose your stories. Don't repurpose your reels because Genius. your reels are too perfect. Do not repurpose your stories because that's where like the raw authentic content is where that's more TikTok, you know, and stuff. So I'm like, be saving your stories when you're recording them, because if you ever want to go to TikTok, that's what you're repurposing. Not those reels. Love that. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> what has been your favorite piece of content that you, you have either created or that you've seen thus far?
1: Oh my goodness. That's a hard question. I consume a lot of vlogs, honestly. And I love, I think because I like seeing creative spins on vlogs and not just your typical, like Mm -hmm. boom, 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 edited aesthetic vlog. Um, I watch a lot of those. I don't know if I have a absolute favorite, but content that I've created. I think it was probably my vlog edit video which is probably the most viral video I have. I don't even think it's because the video was absolutely amazing, but I think it was because I realized one the capabilities of TikTok, two I was able to teach so many people how to do something in such a quick amount of time when I was literally at the gym editing this video and I posted it. um, It was just almost like a, it was a, it was a moment. It was a milestone, right? And I was like, what the heck? Like, again, I've had like, I have like videos hit like a hundred, 200,000, but this one hit like 4 million. And I still, if you look up to this day, like how to edit a vlog, like I'm there, like I'm the first one. And that was two or I think a year and a half ago. Girl. So I'm like, it's just a cool thing. And I don't try to touch on that a lot because it really just doesn't. It's not like, it's not strategy. It's really just editing, right? It's like, I'm truly right, leaning into the strategy more so now. But with that being said, I was just like, wow, like I really didn't spend too much time on this piece of content. It's really just came out of my head. Like I've known how to do this and it was just kind of cool to see that. So I think it was more of like a milestone kind of piece of content and that's why it's my favorite so other cool. than that. You know, like, I don't, I don't know, just content that I like to consume. It's just all different. I think also it's really hard for me now to consume content without a strategic brain. So it's kind of hard for me to say what I've enjoyed the most because I'm like, oh, I look at things like so creatively, like I'm always looking at what works. It's really hard for me to just like sit there and consume. I really, it really is. So it's like, I'm always thinking of like, oh, why did that work? Why did that work? And I'm like, oh, calm down. Like you're not working right now. <laughs> yeah
0: that's That's oh that's that's so (laughs) phenomenal though and in and how your brain thinks about things and the I mean again you're just I think that you're just so talented in providing that education and that how-to and it's just it's so cool to see and I think that um Something that when I was working with you and that I super appreciated, it was just, it's always a bit nervous anytime working with an expert or coach and you're sharing your content. You're like, okay, well, this is what I have thus far. And yeah. I, it's probably really awful. And like, I don't even yeah. know. But you were just so encouraging and just so kind. And everything that you had laid out, I mean, it was like, oh, this is just top level. I get it. It, it didn't feel like a math equation. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, you just laid it out so well.
1: And I think at the end of the day, that's like, you know, it's my under, under the table mission. Like you don't realize like that's my mission is really just trying to make things understandable for people. And that was like a huge insecurity for me at the beginning that I didn't really identify until I started creating content was that I don't have a huge wide marketing vocabulary. Like I don't like, I mean, mm. even though I know marketing, I know why things work. Like I explain them in like heavy layman's terms, like in your everyday, like talking and that used, that was actually my, a benefit of mine because people can actually understand yes. what I'm saying where it, yes, I'm mm. an expert and I'm able to articulate my words to make sense and to like give you a lesson, but I'm not making it be, I, and that's my goal is not make it feel like I'm any different than you, you know, like you, I, I, you're able to do this too. You can learn just as I did, you know, like, and learn within your content, you know, teach people it, but like, you can learn just like me and I can teach you this. But yeah, I mean, I think it was first a huge insecurity, but when I started seeing people comment on my videos, like, oh my gosh, this is the first video I have actually been able to understand and like, don't feel confused by. I was like, oh my gosh, like, wait, this actually works, you know, because I'm not using like I don't know. I mean, retention rate, I guess I could use. I'm just trying to even think of those words. I don't know. I'm not using like these high level marketing terms because I, if you tell me them, I would understand what they meant, but I, they're not in my like daily vocabulary to make videos with, which is, I mean, it benefits people because they're actually able to consume my content, learn from it and actually apply it and not just be like, oh, I learned that, but I don't know how to apply it anymore. You know?
0: Yes. And it makes it so approachable and as you said attainable and it gives you even more confidence to do it at the end of the day so that that is your secret sauce right there and I I I absolutely love that (laughs)
1: thank you yeah no it's it's been so much fun just being able to obviously help people on a mass scale which I mean if you would have told I think any of us Three years ago, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, three, three and a half years ago, that we would be posting videos and being able to reach millions of people like this, I'd be like, "Who? Like YouTube?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just it's so funny. But I mean, TikTok is such a great platform, and it it has its pros and cons. But you know, overall, I think it's it's just something that you need to have fun with, and you need to have a little bit. I always say this: a little bit of strategy mixed with passion, you're golden. <laughs> Mm.
0: So good. What has been the biggest, maybe mistake that you've seen content creators do on different, you know, pl- whether that's Instagram or TikTok, where you're just like, oh my gosh, don't do that. Don't do that.
1: I think it's really, it's a small thing. It's not adding context or add, not adding value to the video or like being extremely I guess you could say like selfish And I, I think who said it inspired media co her name's Alyssa like I know her and she said it perfect because she like like be I think she said unselfish was like the way she worded it and it was just it made it made sense like she made it make sense but basically is people thinking about videos for only themselves like yes you can make this video for yourself but not adding value for the person watching it this person needs to either want to make this recipe, you need to walk them through the steps, or you need to give timestamps on your day. So people can like try to make a quick morning routine. Like for example, if somebody if you just give somebody a morning routine, and don't give them any context of what it is. But you say morning routine as a mom with two kids, and you give timestamps of how quickly you do things in the morning, a mom that's sitting in her bed right now is able to relate with this content and be like, oh my gosh, If she can do it, I can do it, you know, like, so really trying to add context and value to a video, and not just make it just to make it right, like, it's really like, when you're editing, I think it's like, not only recording with intention, but editing with intention to give value to that viewer. Because I think so many people I scroll through their page, I get so many people commenting on my videos, like, please look at my profile. I'm like, what do I get? You know, like, I'm like, and, and that's all I ask. like, what do I get from here? Like, and they're like, uh, you know, like, and not to be mean, but that's the one that's the first question that I ask. And they're like, you know, I don't really know. And I'm like, exactly. I was like, I need to be able to come to this account and be like, do I get a laugh? You know, am I laughing at this content? Am I relating with this content? Am I trying to aspire to be you? Like, what am I trying to do? Do I get fashion ideas? Like, what am I, what's my, you know, one thing that I'm going to get from your content. And so like, it's really asking that question when you're making content is what are people going to get from it and trying to apply that theme throughout your content is that value uh, proposition within it.
0: That's powerful. And I I know within my own content and something I tend to lean on, which I'm assuming is the same thing, but it's just, how does this make me feel like when Mm -hmm. I'm watching it back and everything, or even creating it, like, what is that feeling? And so whether that's my happy dances or my inspirational talk or me being vulnerable you know whatever but yeah so that that makes so
1: much sense yeah and it's like it was you being vulnerable like I get a friend you know like I get to feel like I'm validated you know like I get to feel like experiences I go through aren't I'm not alone you know so there's a lot of different Mm -hmm. things and value goes a long way there's not just one way to do it but like you said watching back the content thinking what does this make me feel how would I feel if I'm an outsider watching this would I feel you know validated Would I feel brought up because I was having a bad day and this made me laugh you know so there's so many different things that you can look at it from
0: in 2023 where do you think TikTok and Instagram will be what do you think it'll look like what do you think what content do you think people are going to be really consuming? What are your projections?
1: Instagram is six months or like three to six months behind TikTok always. So I think again, if you're, as long as you're up with TikTok, you'll be able to keep up with Instagram. For example, just to give an example, right this moment in December, 2022, a lot of videos are doing well on Instagram that are quick, like, you know, cut videos that are like about seven to 10 seconds, which I don't know if you remember, but there was a whole seven second trend about six months ago on TikTok. So it's not only like the trending sound that I'm saying is that late, but like the the thing that the algorithm is favoring during that time, I feel like, transfers over to Instagram about three, six months later. So I think long form is going to come to Instagram soon enough. I think it's a matter of how they introduce it. I don't know because they have their, I guess, like other tab that includes videos and reels. But I do think long form content is going to be a little bit prioritized in the next few months. I also think probably talking videos because right now music is really heavy on the platform, but I think maybe they'll prioritize a little bit of original sound to try to keep up with the authenticity with TikTok because that is what they master is like those videos that are just real and raw in terms of TikTok I've saw, seen a couple things I don't know if you've seen videos like this where it's like you tap the screen and it turns sideways have you seen those videos where like it turns horizontal I haven't seen that yet okay so like no. you know when you see a video and it's horizontal and it's like only fills up like a third or not even third like fourth of the screen right so like there's been this ability to now like make it full screen it's like turn your phone and not like the creator saying turn your phone so I think I'm I'm assuming honestly that TikTok is really gonna try to like get, you know, get YouTube and try to like get, you know, I guess compete with them in this next year. So I really think long form content is and storytelling is going to be absolutely ginormous on TikTok in these next few months. The storytelling through vlogs, storytelling through your outfits in the morning, storytelling through what somebody gets from your program when they join it, your services, and really just trying to master that long form content aspect. Because in reality, if you can make long form content, you're going to be able to make short form content and bite sized, right? Because like, you can either pull like, let's say you went over four different points in a long form piece of content, you can do a short form video on point one, two, three, and four and four separate videos, right? So it's like, if you lay it out that way, you're able to do both. And so I really think it's going to be doing a good mix of both, like I said, and so no matter what your audience likes more, like say they don't adapt well with the long form aspect of TikTok, that you can still post those four videos and they can still gain value from it. So you're adapting to everything all over depending on what your audience is liking. And obviously some people in your audience are gonna be different with the way that they adapt to all these changes. So I think it's really prioritizing, you know, your voice on the platform and not relying on Trending Sounds. I think that was huge in 2022 was Trending Sounds is really leaning away from it. And if you're using them, only using them because they adapt to like your mission at the end of the day or your theme of your account, but not just because of a random reason of just like just lip syncing something and just posting it I'm like how again what value is that giving so it's really just trying to really put your voice out there you know identify like what you want to create and being able to do talking videos because that's what people are going to really lean into this next year Um, and then possibly longer form content with the coming up of those switching of the side videos so I don't know like that also raises the question is like are people going to be recording with cameras? Like, I don't know, like maybe like right now we know that TikTok doesn't necessarily like push out a ton of professional content like that, but maybe they will come up, right? Because phones are getting better with their cameras, you know, and stuff. So that might be the question of like, it might be a little bit more important to have better lighting, you know, a little bit clearer of videos so you can stand out on the platform. But I think it's really just going to be about adapting to those things when they do happen and not seeing them as obstacles, but seeing them as opportunities, right. To like scale your content, because I think people get really caught up as content creators when things change on platforms. So like, I can't believe this is changing. And it's like, you're spending so much time like saying that I can't believe that this is changing rather than learning how you can adapt this to your niche. And if you're passionate about your niche, you should be able to kind of adapt and ebb and flow with it. Right. 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 Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. And I, I mean, I, I, I could totally see that happening as well too, especially with the long form content, because honestly, I would watch longer TikTok videos.
1: I know. they were like, yeah. And also, I think it's to say like, even with human behavior purposes is like, a lot of us are working again, you know, like when it comes to like COVID and stuff and like that happening is a lot of people are sitting in their, in their couches. They just want to consume as much content as they could. And they were just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Now we're kind of like multitasking on TikTok. I don't know if you find yourself doing that, but like like doing things and scrolling because, like, we have this addiction to it, no doubt, right? And so it's like, I like the longer ones because I can set down my phone and I can, like, do something. You know, I can, like, actually, again, it feels like when it's that FaceTime effect. It feels like I'm FaceTiming this person because I'm like, oh, they're telling me a story and, like, or they're teaching me something and I can, like, do something at the same time while I'm trying to, like, work while I have my headphones in or something, right? So it's really, I think, consuming if you're a content creator right now. I was trying to consume content on YouTube because YouTube is, I feel like one of the hardest platforms and like most, I don't know, like, I guess there's a, you know, strategy wise, it's a huge platform. If somebody can talk for 12 minutes about something impressive, right? Like I'm having a hard time with it right now and I know it and I'm like, I don't know how to do this, (laughs) you know, like this is a little bit hard, (laughs) but I think it's consuming content rather than being like, okay, how can I, you know, uh, succeed in this niche? go to YouTube and look at people in that niche and in there because they're doing it. If they're in, they're making money off the platform. They're getting brand deals that pay five times as much as TikTok brand deals, you know, and collaborations. Like if you want to like study your niche and study content, you study YouTube because like those people have storytelling down to a T they have their outlines, like editing, like everything is pretty perfect if somebody is, you know, succeeding on that platform. So I really think instead of comparing yourself to somebody on TikTok or somebody on um, on Instagram, it's like okay. Well, I want to look on YouTube a little bit just to kind of get myself prepared for where this is going.
0: Love that. That's all. Just it's all so exciting for you because you just you have this plethora of incredible <laughs> information, brain power, and the whole thing. And where do you see you taking your? your knowledge and your, your passions, your dreams, like what does that look like for you in the next few months?
1: I would say I'm really, I haven't really marketed. I know you mentioned it in the beginning, but like, I haven't really marketed my course. It was something I put out because I, people kept asking me for it and I didn't have anything yet. And I was like, okay, I need to put this out there. So I really think it's like, you know, putting final like things that I want in there and marketing that course is going to be like a really big way for me to be able to teach people on a mass scale as well. Like in, in order, like we we're talking mm. about, like, I think that that's the difference between somebody learning for me in TikTok versus in Instagram and YouTube versus somebody taking the courses. Like this is laid out for you in the order that you should do things and like solving your problems before you even know you have them. Right. It's like, it's really yes. trying to figure that out for you rather than like, Oh shoot, I need TikTok help. Let me go to Skye's TikTok. Right. You're like learning before it even happens. So I think that I do want to start a podcast eventually. Um, I think it's just about adapting. Do I want to bring creators on and hear their experiences? Or do I want to bring other experts on? So I think I'm trying to figure Mm. that portion out because I'm really debating Mm -hmm. because I think the creator aspect makes things like a little bit more relatable where people are going through certain things. And um, but I think also the experts is also beneficial for people to learn. So just depends on that. Um, And then I also think just uh, YouTube is going to be big for me this year because I think I've gotten comfortable with TikTok. I love it. I'm always going to create content there. It's always going to be where I came from and my platform, but really teaching people on Instagram and YouTube how to do TikTok because I have realized there's a market out there of people that are on you, like, or consuming content on YouTube and Instagram And they, again, are just so scared of TikTok. Like it literally is like a a huge beast to them. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like it's where they like really just don't even like consume the educational content on there. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to make content and be able to reach these people. And again, because TikTok is not even in its golden age right now at all. You know, like it's only what, two and a half years old, three years? I don't even know. Almost three years, I guess you could say. Like it's so young. You know, like how long has YouTube been around? How long has Instagram been around? Like it's not too late. You know, it's really trying to reach those people and develop these strategies while they can and while they can, you know, grow on this platform and just try to reach them on different ones. So I think it's just challenging myself to, you know, put my education out in other places because it's been so comfortable putting it on tiktok and i think as much as i tell people to push themselves out of their comfort zone i need to do the same constantly right because like i can't teach and say oh get yourself get yourself out of your comfort zone when i'm completely comfortable with tiktok now and i'm like okay time time for another battle here <laughs> uh, so i was like yeah so youtube is really going to be my my uh my project of 2023 and just really trying to grow that and build the community there because not only am I gonna create different videos there, but also just elaborate on my education on TikTok. So even people who follow me on TikTok, like if they need extra information or examples on these things, go to my YouTube video. You know, like you can get that extra help that you need without feeling like you have to go consume 10 different videos. You know, you can just go to one video and learn it all. You know, it's really the goal because I feel like that makes it, a lot more attainable for people is to be able to do a long, and I think that's also why I love doing long form, even on TikTok when I consider like three-minute videos, because I feel like I get everything in in one video, and it doesn't have to be in like 10 different parts, and people get overwhelmed, and I don't want people to feel like it's overwhelming, you know? I am
0: so excited for you. I think... I'm just like waiting for your TED talk. Like I think that it's just going
1: to be so. (laughs) Oh my God. Public speaking. Oh my gosh, That would be really getting outside my comfort zone. I don't know about that. I took a public speaking class and try to get, I try to get out of everything. Oh my gosh. We'll see. If, if, if I do a TED talk, you'll be first to go there because I'll need somebody in there that I can look at front and front and center because I, I am the worst. Um, yeah, that'd be fun, but we'll see. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh my. God. Oh, Sky, you would crush it. I love public speaking, and so you would crush it. I'm gonna just manifest oh that God. for you, and I will be there. So I'll just be like, "Yes, that's my girl." This, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be so exciting. Oh, love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the Bloom Pod. I mean, you you shared so much just goodness and and knowledge, and I, you know, for our listeners, I, it's just always so and like empowering to hear more insight into the strategy and content creation and just from everything that you've done and then also that you've helped people with before I let you go I would just love for you to share what do you think your high school younger self would think right now and everything that you're doing and just all the people that you've helped thus far what do you think she would be thinking
1: I think she would think I'm crazy. (laughs) I mean, that was a lot. I feel, again, like I was your nervous girl that like couldn't, I don't know, when it came to speaking to anybody that was new, I got nervous. Like I was just really shy and I feel like lacked confidence a lot in that point of my life, obviously. And so now I would just honestly just be proud of like where I've been and just not even the growth, not the number of followers that I've had, not even the amount of people that I helped, but just the fact that you know, I have shifted this mindset to like, my goal is to help people attain their goals, you know, like with whether that be working from home, working with brands that they've, you know, admired their whole life, whatever it is, or like get more clients that I would just be like, what the heck, like you did this all yourself, you know, and obviously with the help of like support from friends and family. But I think it's really just, you know, it's an accomplishment in itself to say that I had the courage to do this, to even start it. Right. Um, I always thought I was just gonna work for a big company. Like I thought, I thought I'd be the one like working for TikTok, you know, like not, not teaching wow. people on my, cause I was always like, I'm, I'm a good, I listen to instruction, you know? So I was always like, again, the shy, <laughs> quiet one that did every, like, I was like all direction. Like I got things done. I was always on time, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm like, wait, you did this for yourself. Hold on. So I really think it's like, you really never know what the bigger picture holds for you. And I think as a content creator too, when we're thinking about this, like, think about it long-term right like and not even long term being 4 months from now being 2 3 years from now like you never know what opportunities are going to be brought to you with just consistency at its at its finest right and so when you're struggling with to be, to be consistent just think about what 3 years from now however old you're going to be at that point is like i just want to make that person proud of me when i was this age right that i kept consistent that i kept doing this no matter what obstacles that i overcame because there's nothing better than you asking me that question and being like i would be proud of myself you know like that's all i want to do that's all you want to do is just make your future self proud that's it
0: yes and as as you should be and i i'm so empowered by you proud of you i think everything <laughs> that you're doing is wonderful and it's magical. And yeah, I'm just, again, I'm so excited. This definitely just feels like your princess diaries moment and a true metamorphosis into, you know, who you are.
1: (laughs) It does. I know. I look at videos for myself back then. I'm like, yeah, that's, she doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) She's not there. (laughs) No, I appreciate it. And yeah, I think it's really just, um, you know, really just, yeah, again, being your own cheerleader, being your biggest fan, because at the end of the day, like you have to be comfortable with yourself and you have to, you have to deal with yourself every day, you know, so might as well yes. be, might as well be confident and proud of what you're doing. Right. So, but no, this has been so much yes. fun. I just appreciate everything and just your audience, obviously being able to learn this and them being, you know, I guess, dedicated enough to listen to this to where they're obviously thinking about it. So just do it as Nike would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And Sky, where can everyone find you? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, any social media platform managed by Sky, and it's S-K Y-E. That's my at handle. So you can look that up wherever and I'll help you with your TikTok.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Book her ASAP. Truly life-changing. <laughs> and thank you so much again for blooming with us, Sky. Thank you to our listeners, and we will see you next time.
1: And that wraps up another episode of the Bloom Pod. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. Seriously, every single one always becomes our newest favorite.
0: At Hello Blue Media, it is our number one mission to make sure that all women feel seen, heard, and included. If you aren't already, we would love for you to go give Hello Blue Media a follow on Instagram. You can find us at Hello Blue Media or at www.hellobluemedia.com. Until next time,
1: everyone. Bloom bloom on. on!